Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of After the Peaks. I'm your host, Brian Quigley, and today we have an exceptional guest joining us, Joe Graham. Joe is not only an award-winning sales coach, but also the host of the 150K podcast, a show that stands proudly in the top 3% of podcasts globally. For over 20 years, Joe has built a remarkable life for himself in the world of sales, advocating a relationship-first approach. This unique strategy has not only propelled him to significant heights in his career, but has also been the inspiration in helping others achieve their dreams. The 150K podcast, under Joe's stewardship, serves as a beacon for driven professionals to reach their full potential to six figures and beyond. Today, Joe joins us to share insights from his journey, revealing how a focus on building strong relationships has been instrumental in his success. He's here to discuss not just the triumphs, but the challenges and lessons learned along the way. So tune in as we uncover the life Joe has meticulously built by design, one relationship at a time. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you, my friend. Wow, I, I need you as a hype man. That's good. I'm like, who's this guy he's talking about? No, I love it, man. I do. Thanks for showing up. Um, I always like to kick things off with a quote that resonates with the theme of our conversation. Today, I've chosen one that I believe aligns perfectly with our discussion. Every adversity, every failure, every heartbreak carries with it the seed of an equal or greater benefit. Napoleon Hill. Yeah, I like that quote. Um, it actually makes me think to this year, and I guess we just jam, and so I'll just go there. Like this year has been a crazy good year for me, but a crazy year of struggle. Um, anyone that follows my content knows that my sister passed of cancer at forty-eight. Um, my business has been up and down. The podcast has been like my little safe space and all, but I think struggle is how we move forward. Whether it's in the personal that I've done recently, or in business, or in life that struggle is actually the key where the growth comes. Everyone doesn't like it because we want the super fancy happy, but in reality, it's that struggle that's where we grow. Like when you, you work out too, I know you do, you know, you don't get strength by just sitting there. You get strength by lifting heavier weights and putting pressure on. So, you know, I like that quote a lot. Yeah, it reminds me of like, like, like the phoenix rising from the ashes. Just you, you learn so much from adversity and I was going through your podcast yesterday and you've been doing this for a little bit over two years. And I think you're coming up on your 160th episode. Mm -hmm. So just with that, just with like the consistency of doing the podcast, which I just want to acknowledge you for, for doing that. Was there a time during that where you were like, you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm just, I'm done. Like, I can't, I don't have it in the tank. Like, this is not me like imposter syndrome. Like, like, what can you say to people that are aspiring to be where you're at 160 yeah. pop podcasts later? Yeah, um, all the time. I think I, because we know our faults and our failures and who we are, we don't see the great things we've done. Like, I've just been in the grind doing the podcast because I wanted to connect with great guests like you, do different things, get coaching, help people level up. And then I look back, go, I did 160. Okay, cool. And then people are like, how the heck did you do that? I'm like, um, I just showed up every day and did it. And there was times I just wanted to quit. There's times where I'm like, oh, why am I doing this? I'd look at the numbers. I'd have five listeners or 15 listeners or 20. Then I'd have one that has 100. Like, oh my gosh, you got 100. It's like, and it's that when you make a commitment, especially with a podcast, it's a long game. It's always a long game. It's two, three years of no one listening to you hardly at all. Then all of a sudden it pops and they're like, oh, you're a thought leader, but that's sales, that's business. You're an overnight success. And then Brian, you look back and go, I'm not an overnight success. I've been working my ass off for the past 20 years. You're just seeing it now. Um, and I think the imposter syndrome comes down to this. We see our faults and what happens with us we don't always see the greatness inside of us, but that's when you have to have a community around you of people that can look at you and say, hey, no, dude, you did amazing here. You did great here. This is awesome. Um, but I, we all deal with it. Yeah, and that's so important that you reflect on that. And you're open about that when you first started, how you didn't even know like what a webcam was or like the quality. And you know, I think a lot of people will talk themselves out of doing something like this because they need the yeah. perfect microphone, right? They need the perfect resolution and they can't move forward and they can't get past that but it's like people aren't tuning in for your equipment no 
No. Dude, I did it with the gamer head. I have a nice mic now. I'm going to move it. You can possibly see the mic here. I didn't have this mic until episode 100. My wife bought it for me for my birthday. I used a gamer headset, and I have a brand new Logitech uh, webcam. I was using an HP computer webcam talking to people like Steve Sims, who deals with multimillionaires. He was on my shows, or Tony Watley, or George Ryan, people that you would know that like these are big-time speakers. And they didn't care because it's always about impact. What is it? You know what that is? That's people being worried about what people are thinking about them. And Brian, we know this. People don't think about you. They think about themselves and how it's going to affect them and help them. And once you get past that, you could do this with your cell phone and a lamplight and do podcasts and impact millions of people while the guy that thinks he has to have all the perfect equipment sits there and waits and wonders what's going to happen. Action always beats preparation i mean you should be prepared don't take the wrong but the overthinking is what i mean like well if i have this right or if i have that right if i can do this or can i do that there's so many people that are doing more than you and i are doing because they just believed in themselves and they might not even have half the talent but they're going out there every day showing up that's the key to winning that's the key to success just show up every single day get a little bit better and you'll draw your community your people you don't want the people that everything has to be perfect or i don't because they're going to see me after a week and go, oh, crap, wrong show. But if the people that are grinding and trying to build and become who they want to be and failing forward, those are my people, the weird people, the ones that just want to go out there and change the world. That's the people I'm trying to help. I love that. I, I, I love that. And you had talked about success is boring, right? It's, it is the consistency. It is routine. It's doing the same thing every single day. But it's so important to do what you love right? Mm -hmm. if, if, if you're in a sales position for the wrong reasons for the big paycheck, it's going to kind of come across in the way you relate to people, right? Especially if you're like, you talk about dragon breath, it, it's mm -hmm. like, you know, you're just focused on the big commission, you're focused on the transaction. How important to you, especially in the last 20 years, especially in you helping other entrepreneurs is relationships? It's everything. And in the beginning, I didn't realize it. So before I go into my little spiel of what I've learned now, in the beginning, when I was doing sales, like, I'm going to make the big money, I'm going to close them down, I'm going to one call close, ah, ah. and all that does is you can feel that when someone's trying to take from you, that energy, that breath, that whole thing, you feel it. But then when I realized that people want to be seen and heard, people want to be cared for. And if I help more people, They'll buy from me because I'm solving a solution for them, and they have no problem paying me two, three, four, ten thousand dollars because that's what my value is for 20, 30, 40, 50 times better for them. So it's just a become the value versus cost proposition there. And on the success is boring. The reason I say this is because everyone wants a flashy thing. Oh, I did one video and it went viral. Well, do you have the actual stuff behind it so that when that video went viral, you could support the people that you're helping? Or did you just have a video go vir viral and you get 5% of that? You know, it's all about little is big. It just really is. The little processes that you have set up each and every day. And I'd rather have slow, consistent growth and impact so that if I'm helping you, Brian, you're getting the impact and the growth, then I have a big video viral thing and I can help 10% of people and I got 90% of people that don't like me. Now I've just screwed my whole thing up. It's not the flash and the pain. I mean, unless you're like a supermodel, you just want people to look at you and take pictures. You and I don't fall into that category, bro. I'm pretty sure. Well, maybe you do. I don't. I don't have that thing. I got to come with what I can bring. So I want to just bring impact, value, help as many people as possible. And it just comes back to you. And a lot of times, here's the crazy thing. A lot of times it doesn't come back to you from the people you're helping. It comes back to you from the people that they tell about you, that brings you into partnerships or networking events or different things that move needles for you that you didn't even know how it got set up. But what you didn't realize was those little things you did along the way to help other people open doors that you couldn't have opened on your own. Yeah, and I love, I love how when you talk with your guests on your podcast, it's like, oh, I, I heard about you through such and such. And they said we had to get together. And if you're a friend of theirs, you're a friend of mine. And I'm so glad to have you on the podcast. So it's like building a business off referrals, right? Yeah. It, it, it's who you are and, oh, you got to get to know this guy. It's not, I got to put in, you know, X amount of dollars in the next pay-per-click campaign and, you know, try to game the algorithm to, you know, build my business that way, which is very short-sighted. 
right? Yeah, well, and, well, and, I, and I apologize. They do have four pug puppies. They don't always listen. So if you hear them in the background, I apologize for that. We, we just got them. We're trying to train them on it. But I think relationships is everything. Networking is everything. It's never about, this isn't the 90s or the 80s now where you can just do sales and take this and do that and just, you know, screw people over. This is the, you know, relationships have to come first. Networking starts. I met you through George Bryant. I wouldn't have known you if I wouldn't have went to an event. If I wouldn't have invested in myself. That was, I think, the first or second event I ever went. That was in Montana. That's the first event I went to with George, if I remember right. And it radically changed my life. I have probably, no, it was the second. I remember. Sorry, it was the second when I went there. But I have more friends from that event that I connected with that have opened more doors for me than I can even imagine. Like one of my, my coaches from there, Brian Bogart's my coach now. I met him at that event. Wouldn't have known if I wouldn't have invested in myself. I think what we, we get caught up in is, is that we hear the get rich quick schemes. So you're one funnel away. You're this, you're that. But in reality, business is built on relationships. Business is built on bringing value. Business is built on helping other people. And that's not sexy. That's not exciting. But guess what? That's consistent. And that's how you build legacy and wealth. That's how you get into rooms where you need to be. That's how you're able to get more business and do things because when you break bread with people in person, that's why I'm really big on events, you're able to connect at a level that's different because events are great, but I learned more from getting to go to dinner with different people there and do different things. Right. And, and for context, you've been doing B2B enterprise sales for 15 years and you've been doing it consistently, right? Success is boring and you've reached the pinnacle of success. So the name of my show is After the Peaks, right? It's like you've already succeeded and you realized at the pinnacle of success, it's like, all right, well, what's next? Mm -hmm. And it's like Alex Hermosi talks about one to many. So right now you're offering your services to all entrepreneurs who might be stuck, who think that, you know, especially now with the algorithms and like everyone is so like, like if you don't have a attention grabbing video in the first 15 seconds, it's like, it seems like they just keep making it shorter and shorter. It's yeah. like, you're done, but it's like, that's the misconception. Right. Mm -hmm. And if, and if 95% of our brain I was hearing is kind of ran unconsciously, that means like only 5% is like conscious, which means like we're, we're already in our way right mm -hmm. we're we're already in our way and we've already been like confirmed for that we've already been conditioned for that so it's like you george brian like you guys are just really bringing the basics back and it's almost like you're shaking like a you know you're, you're shaking us because it's like it's like coming back to yourself yeah well because it comes down to this when i think about because i was thinking about this the other day could i go do ads and make quick money yes could i go do more reels, which I do reels. I do a bunch of stuff. I'm consistent with it. But the thing that they don't tell you is unless you can actually get results, all you're doing is getting attention. And attention without intention fails every time. But when you have attention with intentional purpose of how I'm going to walk you through the process. So if I was helping you, Brian, I'd be like, okay, cool. I'd ask you a bunch of questions about your business, what you're doing, what insights you're looking into so I could customize something to help you with it. But then I would start talking to you about who you are as a person, what you're doing to level up. And guess what? Now we're developing a friendship and a relationship. It's not transactional. It's relationship-based. Now, I'm not against transactions or making money. Bro, I like making money. No problems there with that. I just want the intent to be right about it. And you need disruptors like us because guess what? It's not that what they're saying is wrong. It's just how are you going to capture and build something that's lasting, that's going to work for you year after year so that you can take your kid to Disney if you want to, your wife to Hawaii. If you would have told me six years ago when I was still kind of getting into the B2B and learning this new role I'm in right now, that in the past six years, I would have taken my wife to Hawaii four times. I would have laughed at you. Bro, I grew up in Michigan, a country boy, and making 60000 was big. If I made 60000 now I'd be broke. But it's that changing of concept, getting in the right rooms with the right people, leveling up, becoming the person you need to be. And you need people that will challenge you in your life. I don't want yes people in my life. I get in rooms that make me uncomfortable that will challenge my shit. Why? Because guess what? I know what I know. I need to know what you know so you can help me with the gifts and talents you have. And I'm going to caveat this. I don't need you to be a big name. I need you to have impact and value. 
I don't care if you've ever been on a stage or if you've been on all the stages. I want to know what value you bring. I love that. Thanks for sharing that. I'm going to hit you with another quote. Most great people have achieved their greatest success just one step beyond their greatest failure. Napoleon Hill. Can you take me back to that day where you were selling roofs and you're you're pretty much done for the day? You weren't getting sales. You're getting told no the whole entire day. And about that woman. Oh yeah, you know the story. Okay, so I, first sales job, and I sucked at it to begin with. Because whenever you start anything, you're gonna suck. So just own it, know it. It's okay. Because when you're first learning something, you're not gonna be the expert. Ten thousand hours is great. So I'm door knocking in this neighborhood and we're going all day, just door knocking, door knocking, door knocking. And if you ever done door knocking, it sucks. It's not fun. You have to go up, connect with the person real quick, do the thing. And it happened all day. And I'm walking through this neighborhood and there's this house on a hill. And I looked up, I'm like, I started to walk about halfway up. I'm like, you know what? Screw this. I've done all this stuff. You know how you like self-talking? I did all the work. I knocked a hundred doors. Maybe someone will call me. I went to turn around and she goes, hey, hey. And I'm like, hey. And I had a Home Depot on, and she goes, because I was working for Home Depot time. Are you with Home Depot? I go, yeah. She goes, what are you doing? I go, well, I'm talking to people about roofs, windows, and signs. She goes, I need a roof. Come up here. Walked up there. Rent sat at her kitchen table. And, and this is 15, 20 years ago. So about $8,000 roof. She goes, yeah, I was going to go into the store and all, but you're here. Can Do I just buy the stuff from you? Because she didn't know that I could get it installed. And I talked about, no, well, we can just do the whole thing for you. You don't think about it. You don't have to get a contractor. Home Depot backs it up. You know, value, value, value. She goes, cool. How do I do that? Wrote me an $8,000 check. And at that time, I got commissioned, I think, 800 bucks. It was like 10%. But we always, and there's a book called uh, Three Feet from Gold. Same concept. It's always that last door or in the B2B world, that last call, that last email, that last follow up, that if you just do that consistently every day, doesn't mean that every day you're going to have that golden roof. But it does mean that you're positioning yourself for God, the universe, to help you be in a position to receive things. Because if I wouldn't have walked and knocked all that time, I would have never gotten to the point to where I was at her house for my last door and gotten that $8,000 check. And it's always that little bit more. Now, don't hear what I'm not saying because I think you should do self-care. I think you should take time to refresh. There's a balance to it. But when you're first starting out, if you're single, if you're young, you're just starting out a business, you got to grind. You got to build. You got to do the thing that no one else wants to do. Because if you want to have the value, the money, the trips, the whatever that dream is of yours here, you have to be willing to put the time, effort, and work that most people won't do. But I'd rather do that now so I can live a life I want to live. Like I said, I went to Hawaii four times. I've gone to Destin, Florida. My company sent me to Palm Beach. They sent me to California. And the thing is, is that if I want to develop that each and every day, okay, right when I feel like I want to stop, I'm going to do five more calls. Right when I want to stop, I'm going to hit two more houses. And compounding day after day, success is boring. It's that one little thing you need to do. That that changed my month at that time because at that time, 800 bucks was significant for my sales job that I needed. You know, So it, it, it's all based on that little push. I love that. And, and you can't reflect, right? You can't reflect from that experience of being in the trenches to where you went up on the hill, you spoke to the lady, you got the sale, you did what it took. You didn't like retreat from that day and go back to your office and say, the leads suck. This company sucks. Sales sucks. I suck. Right. And then that just kind of will snowball on itself. And that's why sales is very, challenging especially in this economic environment and i don't care what industry you're in fill in the blank it's you know this type of role that we take on is it is front facing and it is customer relating and yeah you have to you have to do the the work and i think a lot of people think it's it's going to be easy it's it's it might not seem easy in the beginning but it it gets easier over time but you got you got to fail forward. You got you got to fall on your face. Yeah. And I love what you talk about is you know entrepreneurship is is basically building the life that you want to live, mm -hmm. right? I I know you adopt uh, pugs. You have four of them. I see them in your Instagram all the time. 
and I and I love free, seven. Oh my god! <laughs> we have four pugs. We have two older pugs, and we have a black lab. So we have seven dogs. Amazing. Yes, we're crazy. And you're you're going to Kauai. You've been there multiple times. Like you just did a marathon there with your wife. Half. We did a half. Okay. Just want to clarify. I didn't do a full marathon. Did a half marathon. So my wife and I were like, "Hey, let's." She's like, "I want to go to Kauai again." I'm like, cool. And she's like. I want to do a half a marathon on my birthday. I'm like, baby, we haven't ever even done a half. Let's do a half first, which was good because yeah. a full marathon would, would I am 46. This is the first time I ever did a half marathon. It was great. It was challenging. It was amazing. I didn't know that the half marathon and the full marathon, if you do it in a certain time frame, you qualify for the Boston marathon. I had no clue. Like it's that hard of a marathon. I just thought I'm going to be in Hawaii walking around and all, but the elevation up and down. But it's worth it. Sorry. I know I went on a tangent there, but it's worth it. No, and I love you sharing your story. I mean, that's um, how I love to live autonomously. And, you know, I love to take photos and do adventure travel. So thank you for, for doing that because it, it does make you relatable. If, yeah. if, you're, not re if you're not relatable, I, I mean, that goes back to the transactional dragon breath, you know, big commission check. That's like, that's not what we're doing here. Yeah. Right. Well, I, I want the country boy from the Midwest to know he can go make money too. Or the guy that maybe doesn't think he's a, cause I wasn't like the star football captain. I wasn't like the super pro. Like I played basketball. I was okay at it. I wasn't the, the top guy. I did theater. I was okay. at it. I was like kind of the quirky weird dude. And I want them to know that they can go out and make money and do whatever they want in their life. And it's okay. And if that for you is just making a bunch of money, driving fast cars. Cool. I don't care about cars. For me, it's travel. For me, it's experiences. For me, it's getting to hike. For me, it's getting to just go and be at peace for a, like a couple of days and not have to think and just experience things that I never thought was possible. And again, it goes back to networking and getting in the right rooms and leveling up and changing your mindset. Because you mentioned something right now. Yes, the economy is hard. But guess what? More millionaires are made when the economy is hard than any other time. More businesses are made because guess what? If you're willing to put the risk in right now and everyone else is pulling back, you gain more market share. You have more ability to touch and reach people and help people and fix things. And I'm excited. But I know this is going to go against common culture of a lot of people. They're shrinking. I'm like, great. You shrink. I'm going forward. I'm going to take more ground because guess what? You're afraid. I'm not afraid because what's the worst case? I fail. Oh, no. I failed so many times. This is what sales teaches you. I felt so much. It doesn't matter. Cool. I'm going to pick myself back up. Not going to do it that way again. I'm going to change it up, come back and become better, faster. Yeah, this is actually the first season. I'm not going to be going away. I usually take the whole month of December off and go adventure travel. But this year is different. I mean, it, this is like the first time where I'm really seeing things change and you have to change. You have to be adapting to your environment. Like, the market doesn't care about you and it's going to do its thing no matter what. But if you are a tree and you can weather the storm and you're not a leaf in the water, jump into the next hot industry, intention, attention, and like just showing up, right? Because people are looking for your voice in times of uncertainty. And if you're the person who's around when the tide is in, are you around when the tide is out? When everyone's yeah. got their pants down, Warren Buffett says, right? It's like, you know who's got their pants down when the tide's out. So it's, I, I appreciate you saying that. Yeah, and be you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to reiterate this. Don't be Andy Frisella. Don't be Joe Graham. Don't be anyone but yourself because you can only be authentically you. You don't have to pretend to be someone else. I, I only want to put that out there because I see a lot of people, I'm going to go all in and then they're like, you're copying Shane Whalen. You're copying Andy Frisella. No, no, that's not going to work for you. Be you. Right. Absolutely. You had talked about, and this was back on your solo cast two years ago about what do you think the biggest reason sales professionals and entrepreneurs fail? Mm -hmm. I think it's changed in my head now, but I'm going to just go with what I'm thinking right now. They fail because they overestimate what they can do in one year and underestimate what they can do in 10. They 
focus too little on the, oh, I had to have my offer perfect. I had to have this picture perfect, this thing perfect, instead of building relationships and connecting and testing and trying. Because we know, like, I have offers. I test and try them. I change them all the time. But in the beginning, I'm like, no, this is my offer. Why aren't they buying my offer? Because guess what? Sales is not about what you want. It's about what they want. So when I think about it now, being in, I've been in business for two and a half years now with the podcast and with the coaching. And it took me a long time to be like, wait a minute. If my customers aren't responding to my offers, it's not them. They're not wrong. I'm not offering them what they need. So I need to come back to the thing and be like, okay, I think this sounds good. It doesn't. Maybe I need to go and talk to Brian or some of my other friends. Like, hey, cool. What is it that you need help with and revamp it so I can get that author, offer, not author, offer dialed in and then not be so precious with it has to be this way. Because as a business, you want to cater to your people, not to your thing. But as entrepreneurs, we want to do things our way because we're very individualistic. We're very, I have the right thing. We're challengers. We just have to have right voices in our head to say, hey, I love that you're doing that, Brian. Just tweak it here and you'll do better. Right. And you talk about if you don't know your numbers, how can you live a life by design? And a lot of entrepreneurs don't know their numbers or they'll have like a rock star month and they'll take their foot off the gas and forget like there's 11 more months in the year. Yep. <laughs> so I, I think having that success is boring mindset just etched in your head every single day, no matter how much success comes your way, you're making the calls, you're putting in out the hours, you're doing the outreach, you're getting after it, you're getting out there. It's so, it's so important. Yeah, well, success, like we've talked about, is boring. And I read this quote today because that's funny. We've been talking about quotes. And it says, success is earned every day. And it's by the work you put into it. Now, they, they quoted it better. That was just my version of what I read. And I thought about it because, like you said, yeah, you can have a good $10,000 a month or $30,000 a month. But a $30,000 a year sucks. But a $30,000 a month is great. But would it be better to have four $10,000 a month? Oh, wait, now you're at 40000 Knowing your numbers in that regard is what are you selling, but also know your numbers in who do you have to call? How many people do you need to talk to? How many people do you need to send your funnel to, your offer to, your content to, to get them into a conversation like we're having, we're just talking, to get them into what you're offering to get them to buy. So if you talk to 100 people, you get 20 people that give you an interest, you get on the phone with 10 and you close two, cool. You have a lower close ratio. You need to talk to more people to make more money. Or maybe you get... 10 people on the phone, you close five, cool. You don't have to talk to many people because once you know that number, now the metrics is just a reverse engineer. And that's for sales, that's for business, that's for anything you're trying to do. And then guess what? Like you said, business doesn't care. It's just going to give you the metrics that you're putting in. And then it's your job as a business owner because you chose this life. So don't cry when it's not happy for you to go in and put the numbers in. Just like I tell sales guys all the time. You chose to do sales. You know that most of your money is going to come from selling. So if that's the case, great. Guess what? You can make a lot of money, but if you don't put the works in, own your shit, move forward, build it up, and tweak it so that you get it right. But yeah, knowing your numbers is so, so huge. But you know what I think it is, Brian? And I want to I'm gonna, I want, I want to pick your brain on this because I'm thinking about it. I think we see too many times the flashy one funnel away. You do it just this way, and it's going to be perfect for you. And everyone gets this great idea, but they don't understand that that one funnel was funnel number 5,322. It wasn't their first one. You had to tweak. You had to grow. You had to build. Like, Has that been your experience with it, too, that you run into when you're talking to people? And I know you run a business and all, and you've dealt with salespeople before, that they, they overestimate the whole sales process, or they don't understand that just because I said I'm interested doesn't mean I'm ready to buy yet. Yeah, for me, like if, if we're talking about market uncertainty and looking for like a solution outside of myself, I've been there before where I went to the seminars, the events, bought the programs, bought the courses. After a while, Andy Frisella talks about this, you're, you're like a success zombie. Right. Mm -hmm. And these guys are paying big money to go to these like events. Right. And they're there and they'll be there for two or three days, but they're going to go back to their hometown and they're never going to implement. Yeah. They're never going to implement because of the change. It, it, it actually, you have to make your brain hurt, right. To learn. If you're mm -hmm. learning something new, 
Like it, it's going to take a while. And if you can't understand that that's happening, like your, your body's like fighting against you to learn something new, like you're just going to fall back into these like marketing schemes, tactics. I mean, they're trying to make money just like everyone else with their marketing course, because it does sound attractive. The next funnel, the next, um, you know, algorithm and do this to make a million dollars, but it's their 10,000 hours that you're not seeing. Like where, like where, like what is your purpose? Like what is your intention and in, in what you're doing? If you're looking for the algorithm and you're not in the business for the relationship, you need to check yourself because you might be in the wrong industry, but mm-hmm. you just need to like, like just self-care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Take well, a step I- back. Like, what do you want? Who are, like, who are you? You know what I mean? Like that's, that, that's how I look at it because I've been doing what I'm doing for over 20 years. Mm-hmm. And I'm at the point right now where it's like, yeah, I have a voice for perhaps something different because I've met so many interesting people over the last couple of years, but I still love what I do. But I do believe there's a certain intention now that's different than when it was the first, say, 15 years doing what I was doing, right? Yeah. It is relationships. And that's all it is. And it's like, how relatable are you? If I can see myself mountain biking with you or climbing or doing something cool outside of work, yeah, I want to like get to know you as, as a friend. But if you're this big producer in town, right, who's got these rock star numbers who probably 20 people are calling a day, how do I know I don't even like, like you? Yeah. Right? So it's like, what's your value? You got to figure out what your value is. And we are valuable. Everyone's valuable. Everything is within us. It's not mm-hmm. outside of us. We think it is because we don't want to put the work in. Yeah. What? We don't want to put the work in and we deal with the bullshit in our head. We deal with the not feeling we're good enough. Or, well, Brian's getting this because he had XYZ. Or Tom got this because he did ZBD. No. You have the ability with inside you. You have to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Like, reason why I went to Georgia's event three times in a row, because the first time... It was a flood. I got a little bit. Second time, got a little bit more. Third time, I got a little bit more. Um, and I still didn't get all of it. But it's just, what are you trying to learn? What are you trying to grow? Get yourself uncomfortable. And then get around people that you can ride with and move things with. You're right, because I will hang out with people I like. I'm not going to go talk to someone that I don't relate with and I can't connect with. It's not going to work for me. I'll give you a case in point. Lewis Howell, great dude. Like listening to his stuff every once in a while. But I, I don't like his podcast, no offense, but he does a great job. He's just not my guy. But then you get like Brian Bogart's new podcast. I eat it up because I connect with him. I know him personally, that whole vibe. And I think it's just learning to find who you need to be with, learning to do self-care because you mentioned that too. And we can go deep there. I've been working on that a lot more if you want. Um, and that, I think that's hard for me. Let's, let, let, let's go there because I, li- I like that. Because over the past two and a half years, I've done more with self-care than I did over the past 44 years before that. Because I grew up in the Midwest and you got two emotions, anger and laughter. But then I'm getting to this world where men are saying I love you. And, uh, and this stuff is just really weird and uncomfortable for me. But now I'm like, hell, if you look at my Facebook page, there's guys I'm like, hey, I love you, man. And it, it's just totally changed. But it's because now I'm not worried about how am I going to be perceived, whatever. Because I realize people don't care. And if they do care, they're not my people. Right. You have your tribe. Yeah. You, and you talk about your network is your net worth and you have a massive network, but it's not just about monetarily. Like you're, you're doing, you know, cold plunges in Montana. Like you're doing all these like cool things with great people who are creating like massive impact. And it's got nothing to do with just like sales or selling somebody, right? These are like really good people that you've actually grew to know and like see now multiple times a year and do cool things with outside of work. Yeah. So, well, so needs, can you? Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was just going to say, for me, it's never been about their money or what they do. Like, I don't care. I've sold to CEOs, CFOs, multimillionaires for years. I don't care about money. I care about how they treat people, their value, the relationships that they have, and then how they act when no one's looking. I'd rather go and have dinner with someone and find out, okay, how's he going to act when there's no spotlight on? I, that's the real guy. And then once I've done that, I'm like, holy crap, this is kind of cool. But I think also we get it caught up in our head that um, because they're rich or because they're wealthy or because they've accomplished something I haven't done yet, 
that they're here. And in reality, they just did something a little bit different than I have. If you get into their story, they have the same imposter syndrome. They have the same thought process. They have the same craziness. And it's so weird to me. So like I was at an event and I'm not going to drop the guy's name because we got to meet someone backstage at an event that was great. And no one was talking to him. This is a dude that owns 12, has a $12 million company. No one was talking to him. I'm like, I'm at a VIP dinner. No one's talking to this guy. I walked up, talked to him for 30 minutes. And one other guy came up and we talked to him like, this is part of the package. You paid to come and network with people. I can talk to a guy that built a business from scratch to 12 million. And people were afraid or in awe or were in their head. And I'm just sitting there going. But it wasn't this. And let me clarify this. I didn't go up and go, hey, Brian, can I pick your brain? Or, hey, Brian, I'm your biggest fan. Or, hey, Brian, you're so awesome. I went up and talked and said, hey, here's, I introduced myself. said, I know you do X, Y, Z. I do this. Like, we're shooting the shit here. We started talking about real estate. We started talking about other stuff. And I got insight into the who the person was because I treated him like a human, not a fan. So that, that's a key note for your listeners. If you're in a group with people that are high level or look high level, they do not want to be treated like a fan or something like that because they hear that all the time. You want to distinguish yourself? Ask them how they're doing that day. Even that simple. Hey, Brian, you know, love to talk this great. How, how are you doing today? How are you feeling today? You'll see a look on their face. They'll give you a little bit of a weird look. And then also I'm like, holy shit, he just asked me a human question. This is a real dude. And now you're not lowering yourself and now they had to help fix you. Now you're talking on an even plane. Now you become friends. Not that they can't help you because you know they can help you. But guess what? You can help them. Yeah. And I remember when you came up to me to introduce yourself at that Austin event. And that was, that was great for me. You know, you go into these events not knowing anyone and it's like you have all these intensive things and, you know, mod modulations you go through and, you know, you just came up to me and say, hey, hey I'm Joe. Yeah. Hey, nice to meet you. Like, what brings you here? So it's like your, your relatability is just something that I really uh, am attracted to just because it, it does bring in people and it does disarm people to where you don't have to have your guard up all the time. What I wanted to touch on is you deal a lot with sales reps and organizations, team dynamics. How important is like culture in, in, in say an environment that is uncertain, right? To, to where you are the sales rep who is like being coached by you, for example. And he's like, got his blinders on. You're giving him all these, you know, nuggets of wisdom, but Johnny over here is talking about how bad the market is. And Eric over here is saying the leads suck. And it's like, you know, that cancer within an organization, how do you keep your blinders on amidst that in a company culture? Yeah. Um, set your boundaries. And it's hard. It's super hard. I still have to do it today. Like I literally, like the team that I work on right now knows you're not allowed to talk to me between nine and two. You're not. I will ignore you. I'll ignore my manager half the time. Unless it's something emergency, do not talk to me because at that point, I'm reaching out to customers. I'm doing the things I need to do. But back that up, when I'm getting ready to go to work, I listen to a podcast. When I get into work, right before I start doing anything, I journal. I write stuff down. I get focused. When I'm doing emails and stuff, I put music on that uplifts me and gets me in focus and what my groove is. And it's not grunge metal or anything like that. It's uplifting type of music. Like I have a very weird musical taste. Like I listen to reggae. I listen to what I call spiritual Indian music from George, that stuff that he listens to. Like that's just, <laughs> I like yeah. that stuff and it works and it gets me in the zone. And I literally have a little sign and I put it up and I don't, I won't. And then I just teach my guys and girls when I train, look, you're building the life you want. Sales is entrepreneur life. You don't have the overhead, but you got to kill to eat. So you're going to let Billy, who's complaining about the market that hasn't hit quota in two years, tell you what to dictate? Or are you going to be the guy that hits three, 400% and build a life for your family that you love? What do you want? What's your desire? There's going to be days that you're going to have where you're going to fell off. Cool. Know they're happening. The moment you catch it, catch yourself, take a walk, regroup, do whatever you need to do. Set your body back up. Look, for the next hour and a half, Brian, you're a cool dude. I like you. We can talk about football, all that stuff at 3.30. And I like it. I will talk to you about it. But until then, I'm not wasting time. I'm doing this here. I know that's hard, but in a culture, especially cutthroat sales culture, where a lot of the, I'm going to just say it, the, well, I call them draw dogs or losers. They're there, but they're not really salespeople. They just have that job. I don't associate with them in that way, in that realm. 
Now, if someone really wants help, great. Guess what? 3.30, I'll talk to you. We can help you then. But it's building the boundaries that you need to have in life. And this is online too, because you can go to events. Don't get around the event. I call them the event people that they go to events and they don't do anything. They just want to talk and yip and yap. And you're sitting there at the table going, um, I've literally gotten up from tables before. Like I, cause I, I'm, I like networking and like at events, I'll go and talk to everyone. I try to at least say hello to them and I'll be sitting at the table like, it's not the right vibe for me. I'll excuse myself. I'll literally excuse myself or I'll go to a networking event and I'll have a couple of different people I know that I can always go, Oh, Hey, I need to go talk to this person or I'll get them in a group and pass them off and go. Because for me, time and freedom is more valuable than money. I can go make money anytime. I can go do sales anytime. Coaching really to me is to help impact and bring value to people because I don't need the money from that. I make really good money in sales. If it was just about money for me, I wouldn't do the podcast. I wouldn't do the coaching. I would just grind it out and sell. And I'd probably make more in that regard. But I want to leave a value and impact to people because you mentioned this. Once you get to a certain point, you got success. What now? I can only go on so many trips. I can only buy so many things. But if I can take a country boy, I always just, this is my head. That's like my ideal guy that has kids and he wants to take him to Disney. He's never been able to do before. No, his family's been able to do for. And I can show him the way to do it. That's more valuable to me than making an extra thousand dollars over here. Because again, once you learn process and systems, I can push the gas. I can pull it up. And I know I went on a little tangent there, but it's just, what is it that you really want? What's your why? And then reverse engineer it. Again, that success is boring. Like I'm sitting here going, I listen to a podcast every day, Monday through Friday, every day. In my drive, I have an hour drive on purpose, half hour drive. Sometimes if there's a lot, a lot of traffic, I'll listen to podcasts. What are you feeding yourself? What books are you reading? What stuff are you doing? But don't read a book and not apply it. I, ref I don't read 30 books a year. I read probably five. But I take everything I can from those five books and apply it. Because I don't care if Warren Buffett reads 30 books a year. I know if I read 30 books a year, I'm probably not going to apply all of it. But if I take four or five books, like Atomic Habits and The Catalyst by Jonah Berg and different stuff and start applying it and getting results, that's way more impactful. Yeah. One, one thing I want to touch on is, is the boundaries, right? You're, you're going into a new sales position and you got the boundaries up. Great. I'm creating these healthy boundaries around everyone. I want to be number one. But when you're in an environment for, say, a couple of years and you're the nice guy, right? There are no boundaries. But now I'm being coached by Joe and those boundaries need to be put up, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's going to be conflict there, right? Because you're yep. coming into your own. You got you to get these guys away. You got to focus on your numbers. You got to focus on your career. There has to be time for integration. So that's why I really love how you're incorporating the self-care, right? The cold plunge, you know, the breath work. You know, the, the, the modalities outside of sales that are making us up so we can be like on with ourselves mm -hmm. first and then for our clients and then, you know, for our, our environment. Right. So. Well, it's key, though, because I, I learned it from George. I, I will, I'll admit it, I did not have self-care practices beforehand. I was go, go, go. And then I was give, give, give. So I would go and then I'd have I'd be helping all these people with sales here while I was trying to sell and doing stuff. But the relationship you have with yourself is the one you have forever. And if you don't fix that, you can't fix anything else. You can't help anyone else. You can't do anything else. So, yeah, cold plunging, breath work, um, stillness practices. I try to do. 10 minutes a day. I know that might not sound like a lot, but I, I, it's again, that power of consistency. I go sit on a bench. I'll stare at nature for 10 minutes. I don't look at my phone. I don't even have an intention. Sometimes it's just, I'm just being with myself, which is scary for a lot of people. Right. And, and you're not going to notice the results right away, right? Like you're not going to notice the benefits of meditation. If you do it 20 minutes and expect to be a, a Zen master at the end of the day, yeah. Right. It's, it's the power of consistency over time. And that goes with going to the gym that goes through, you know, all these modalities that goes through making your calls right to your, to your outreach. And I've heard you talk about collapsing time. You're, you're providing a service to sales professionals, driven sales professionals to collapse time. Otherwise it's going to take them, you know, it took you a long time to learn. You, you're basically, mm -hmm giving them all their lessons that you've learned like in a nice package. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, I think it really comes back down to this. The process is the process. Sales is sales. That whole thing. 
there's no secrets. If someone says they have secrets to sales, they're lying. Sales is connect, relate, bring value, overcome objections, ask for the sale, follow up, overcome objections, ask for the sale, close. That's all it is. It's the same process, same straight line, whatever. The difference is two things. One, how you can connect and relate to your customer. And two, how you feel about yourself and how your energy and how you can connect. So you know how you collapse time? By spending time with yourself, by leveling up, by putting yourself in uncomfortable positions, by practicing hard things like by saying, hey, Brian, you know what? Hey, this is what I'm going to give you. I'm going to take care of A, B, C, D. The price is $12,000 cash or check. It's just putting yourself in doing things that is more uncomfortable for most people, but you're not a normal person. So cool. Get that thought out of your head and start helping who you're supposed to help. And then all of a sudden the world, God opens up doors for you that you're just like, holy crap, how did this happen? How did I go from here to here? There's no, I didn't have an ability to make it happen, but because I put the time in, the effort in, I got in the right rooms, I connected with the right people, I did the self-care, the self-help work that I needed to do, you've leveled up. You just haven't realized here yet that you've leveled up, but everyone around you sees it and they go, that's a dude or that's a girl I want to hang out with. That's a person. Then they come and ask you what's your secret and you're like, I make the calls. And they get mad and frustrated because they think you're hiding a secret. You're not hiding a secret. I make the calls. I do the little things every day to win. And that's how winners win. Kobe did it. He practiced more than anyone else. Jordan did it by his certain things that he did, the little things each and every day. And that's when you take your talent and your skill and you level up. And it's just that process. But everyone wants the super secret. The super secret is each and every day show up, level up, get a little bit better. And all of a sudden, you'll become an overnight success because the people that say that aren't willing to put the work in. Right. And how you do one thing is how you do everything. Why is storytelling so important in sales? Because that's how we've sold for years, for thousands of years around campfires. And I'm like, I, I make this joke, and I'm, I'm sure you've heard it on my podcast. I would be the old dude around the fire telling stories of old, of dragons and princesses and all that stuff. Because stories sell. People want to connect and relate with you. They do. So, like, if you're in the past selling, you'd have to tell a story about, oh, I found this, this amazing coffee. It was from a genie, and there's this thing. And people want to feel like they're captivating the world and now in today's day and age and like coaching and stuff you like with me I'm, I'm helping people understand how do you do sales well guess what i'm gonna tell you a story how i struggled with something relatability how i had to overcome it there's a hero journey and how i was able to overcome it because i did x y and z that's a lot more relatable than i said to you hey brian first you got to make 100 calls a day then you got to set up 10 appointments then after those 10 appointments you got to do five Sales presentation, the five sales presentation, you're probably going to close one or two for the first year because you're going to suck and then you're going to build. But if I said, hey, Brian, you know what? When I was the first sales guy, I literally looked at the guy I was trying to sell and I told him I couldn't do this. He goes, bro, I like Home Depot. I'm going to buy it anyway. So you're good. You know, it's those things that people want to relate to you. Just like you want to sell your customers your products or service, they want to feel like it's going to help them. Stories are are what we are brought up on. Everyone wants to be the hero, not the villain. But here's the crazy thing. You're the hero in some people's eyes and the villain in other people's eyes. It doesn't matter. It's just the story that they're telling themselves, whether or not you're good. Like on my team, I'm sure there's people that don't like me because I always win. And I even joke about, I'm like, you can be number two. Now that comes across kind of cocky, but that's my confidence coming out going, look, no one's beat me yet. Please, if you do, I'll shake your hand and you can beat me. But I'm gonna, I know what I bring to the table. That's me saying, hey, come to the thing. And that can be taken wrong. Two ways. You can take it right or wrong. The right guy's going to look at me and go, okay, cool. I'm going to come after you and I'm going to win. The wrong guy's going to fold in flounder. But, you know, that's what it is. Stories is what's made us forever. Like, you don't want just boring facts. If we were just boring fact talking right now, people would have tuned out 20, 30 minutes ago. But because we keep talking about stories and different things and different experiences, they're picturing it in their lives. They're like, I can be like Joe and Brian. I can go to events and meet really cool people. I can take my wife to Hawaii. I can do all these cool, crazy things. I can go hiking on mountains. I like, I see some of the stuff you do, blows my mind. Like I, I live through you when you're on the bike and do that stuff. That would scare the shit out of me. I wouldn't do the bike thing up on a mountain cliff looking down. But when I see Brian, I'm like, holy crap, this is cool. Like, and then there was that sky flying thing or whatever. I'm even saying it wrong. 
you're flying through the air or you had a video of like someone like on the, I think it's like a wing parachute thing. I lived through it. It's the same thing as anything else. People want to feel like they're with you. And then once they feel like they can connect with you, you win. Game over. The price is irrelevant if the value's high enough. Yeah. And I think there's such a misconception of like finance or something boring and then, you know, kind of integrating that into all these other things that we're talking about. And it's just storytelling and relatability and going out there and sharing your story and showing people, you know, what you are and what you do, what your interests are outside of work. And it's like, oh, I like pugs. I, I love Kauai. You know, I, this, he's in Kauai doing a, doing a marathon. That's, that's great. It's awesome. You know, so appreciate and you just you for... relate it back because you mentioned you mentioned finance and you do finance stuff. Then you just relate it back. Cool. You know why I was able to go to Kauai? Because I had my finances in order. You know why I was able to go do these things? Because I had my stuff set in order. So I know when to work hard and when to play hard. And if you want to come along with me in the journey and we win together. And that that there's a story right there. Again, I'm sorry, it just popped out at me when you said the finance. I'm like, he's telling the story right now. He likes and connects with it. And that's, I think we make it too hard. We make it too complicated. It's not the, hey, if you buy today, I'll give you a 10% discount. Now you're just pricing yourself out. Yeah. And it's like, what's your avatar, right? It's like my avatar is self-employed, adventurous entrepreneurs. Pretty simple, right? Mm -hmm. If you like going out there and doing cool stuff, being out in the world, not being in front of your desk 24-7, and you work for yourself. I mean, I think a lot of people can kind of agree with me. That's a better place to be with your family, like in Kauai somewhere, but you're getting your stuff done and you're able to drop in and do the work. Right. But people, some, some, the small percentage are like, well, you don't work. Like, (laughs) yeah, I do work. You just don't see it. You just see the highlight reel. You know what I mean? Like you don't see the 10,000 hours. You don't see the the 20 year career. Right. You just see me on some mountain frequently but yep. you don't see the work well, but i think that's changing at least in our, in our circle because like i show you and i know you try to do it and i know some of the other people we know i show you the lows like there's posts i'll put on when i'm having a bad day i'm like look i am going through it today this sucks it's not fun it's not glamorous i'm also going to show you when i'm on a boat with my wife touring the nepali coastline because i got to go do that that's exciting that's great and I think that's the key with the relatability because if you only show the highlight reels of the car, the girl, the fun stuff, but you never show the work and the hardness and the different things you've gone through, that's how you beat the algorithm. That's the thing I think people don't realize because the, the algorithm's there, but you're only going to look and click on, oh, success here, blah, 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 flashy, flashy, flashy here. But then if they see Brian going through something, but then Brian winning, wait a minute, Brian's a real dude. This isn't an algorithm AI thing. This is a real guy helping people. And I think that's going to be the thing that distinguishes us and sets us apart from everyone else. While they're being transactional, we're bringing the path to you. I'm not selling you something. I'm inviting you on a journey to walk with me. And I'm sharing my fails. Yeah, 100%. Have no problem with fail. And a lot of people have a problem with that. And that goes back to like asking for support asking for help. No, you need to see me this certain way. But that's when you start not being relatable. That's when it is just a talking head and there's no feeling, there's no emotion. It's just you talking and you're not in your body. It's just, it's all up here. And that you lose, you lose out big with relationships, potential relationships, opportunities, missed opportunities because you were in your head. Mm -hmm. And you don't... I wish I could go back. I, it took me a long time to learn this. I wish I could go back to when I first started doing sales and stuff and not have been in my head and not have worried about what they thought and not have been afraid to ask the question. I'd be so farther along. But I'm thankful because I'm where I'm at today because of the stories and the struggles I went through. And now it's crazy that the hardest part for me as a coach is when I'm trying to help someone and I'm like, I see so much potential. But they're stuck on something like, this is the stupidest dumb thing to be stuck on. And it's because, <laughs> but, but 10 years ago, me was stuck on that thing. So I had to remember, wait, wait, wait. I was stuck there. They're starting to maneuver and go forward through this. Cool. How can I help them unpack that and move forward where they understand it and get it for them? 
And I can't rush their journey. It's their journey. So as a coach, that's hard. But I'm learning that more and more instead of, I'm from the Midwest. You know, we used to be like, hey, stupid, why aren't you getting this? I don't do that. And I'm like, hey, you know, maybe we should work on this a little bit differently. And then I dig in a little bit more. But it's like, because oh. I think we see other people's potential more than we ever see ourselves. Was there a breakthrough early in your career, like a moment, like where your your faith significantly impacted your perspective or actions in, in like a super challenging situation? Um, yes. So I'll, I'll do a sales one first and then I'll probably do a personal one in sales. I was doing oil and gas sales talking to top 5% and I'm setting, which means that I'm just setting up the sale to give to a closer to do their thing. I finally got a doctor on the line and I closed him on a $50,000 deal, which I got 10%. So I was like, Holy crap, this is great. Well, then he calls me up and he goes, because we had another project come out. He goes, hey, can you talk to me the day after Thanksgiving? And I'm like, this is years ago. I'm like, okay. I talked to my friend. Hey, I'm probably going to be about an hour or so here. I got to go through this presentation, blah, 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 whatever. He gets on the phone. He goes, I read through it. I like it. Give me two and a half points. That's $250,000 investment, which means I made $25,000 in seven minutes. And it blew my mind away to the possibility of I didn't do anything for that one. I had talked to him before. I had built the relationship, done the stuff back here so that when the next offer came out, he was ready to go. I didn't have to do it. And it made me think, oh, wait a minute. This isn't about the presentation. This isn't about the doing everything perfect or right. This is about connecting and bringing value to the customer or a client. And I started moving that into what I would do with sales, with how I help people, with what I did. And then oil and gas stopped. Like the whales weren't going. And if you can't believe in what you're selling, you had to go. And I went from flashy, high, great job to selling cell phones for a third party and went probably to one of the lowest parts of my life. We almost had like a nervous breakdown with, from making around 100 to making like 48 with a family of five. And that was like seven years ago. So when you see me with the highs now and celebrating, seven years ago, eight years ago now, sorry, eight years ago, I was like at the lowest point, like drinking every night, just like just done. And then I had to start, oh, guess what? Go back to door knocking to get into the company I'm in now. Started door knocking. Now I have a different job where I'm actually selling to B2B professionals. But it was that whole journey to now the point everyone sees, oh, he just won four president circles in a row, about to win a fifth. Oh, he's doing all this stuff. There was a time in my life where even recently in this 20-year career where I went, Super high, super low, super high, super low. And there might be times you had to reinvent yourself. What worked for you two, three years ago might not work now. Maybe what you're selling isn't working now. But guess what you can take with you? The wisdom, the knowledge, the understanding of how you help people into any other career or thing you decide to do. So it's not always highs and lows. And the people you see on, on here right now, they're always having issues. I know super famous people. Brian, you know super famous people. Or in our world, super famous people, whatever. And they have issues. They they have low months. They have down months. They're not superheroes. It's not always, I did 500% every month. Da, 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 da. It's not that. Yeah. Fa failing forward, that's what I'm coming up with right now. And just being consistent. And you have so many interesting guests on your podcast from so many different industries. Like growing up before the internet, like, success is linear like there's specific industries that make you x amount in sales now like a million ways to make a million dollars like the people on your podcast like it blows my mind so for anyone who is interested in sales and not sure what career to go into or what industry to go into listen to joe's podcast because the the, the guests that you have on your show super interesting learn so much Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm honored to have them on. Uh, before we wrap up, Joe, 150K podcast, that's where everyone can see it. Spotify, Apple, iTunes, go go yep. listen to it, go download it. Uh, any websites, social media handles you want people to connect with you and learn more about your work? Sure. So if you want to check out like doing coaching with me, it's the 150K consulting.com. That's my website. Um, on Instagram, I'm Joe Graham Real because the real the Joe Graham that has eight followers I can't get. 
Um, so I had to put real on the end of it on LinkedIn. It's just my name, Joe Graham. And then on Facebook, I have a 150K podcast group. Um, and it's me. I don't have a VA that does this stuff. So if you DM me on Instagram, I will do it. In fact, if you're interested in sales stuff, you have a question here, I'll make it easy. Go to Instagram, Joe Graham Real. Just DM me sales and I'll send you an episode if you have a question like, hey, how do you prospect better? How do you connect with your client? Anything sales-wise or leveling up-wise, because I do a lot with mindset, DM me. I'll send you a podcast on it or we'll hop on a call and we'll just see if we can help you out. I just want to say thank you for taking the time out to be here and take the time out. It's It was great. And um, for not only sharing your your relatability on sales, but just gracing us with your humility and your openness. Um, until next time, keep spreading positivity, making a difference, and embracing the extraordinary in your own lives. Take care, and we'll catch you on the next episode of After the Peaks. Thanks, Joe. Thank you.